Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another show today here on the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode today. And we are continuing the guest interview streak here. We had a few solo episodes, but now we're back into the guest interviews. And those are the ones that I love the most. We get the most out of them. I feel like the value... Uh, really just jumps up when we have other guests in here talking about their stories and their entrepreneurship journey. So that's what I really like to do is bring on other guests and other people that are running other businesses, no matter what they are, and talk about those. Uh, we do keep a lot to the green industry. If you're first time listening in, uh, we do a lot, uh, talk about the green industry a lot, but we also venture outside of the green industry. But today, sticking to the green industry, sticking to lawn maintenance and uh, some snow plowing and stuff from what I understand. And uh, I'm very honored to have Wyatt Conklin with, uh, is it Wyatt's Lawn Care? Wyatt Conklin Lawn Maintenance, yeah. All right. Well, pretty close there. So Lawn Maintenance, mm-hmm. that's, that, I love the name. Uh, you got your name right there in it. So uh, kind of break it down, Wyatt. Tell me a little bit about your story. Tell everybody else out there who doesn't know who you are, uh, kind of how you got started. We're, we're pretty close in age, so uh, it's kind of, we can, we can relate on a few things. But tell everybody else who doesn't know anything about you, get them caught up on y'all's story. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, Jeremiah. Um, like you said, my name is Wyatt. I'm 23. Um, I live in upstate New York, uh, outside of Rochester. Um, first year in business was uh, after I graduated high school, so I was 18. Um, just kind of doing stuff on the side because I was going to college. So just, you know, over the summer to stay busy. Um, went to college, uh, played baseball uh, for four years, uh, got a degree in business. And then I'm um, the whole time, you know, over the summer, just doing the lawn maintenance and stuff, uh, usually with some part-time guys and then just kind of slowly growing it through uh, college and graduated college two, about a year and a half ago. So two springs ago. And um, ever since then, just doing it full time, uh, getting into the snow plowing in the winter and stuff like that, just staying busy. I hear you. <clears throat> did you have any background in it? Uh, did you have fa- family members that did it at all, or did you just kind of get into it and go and right there and going on to high school? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't um, have any background in the green industry. No, um, my dad has a business, you know, an entrepreneurial background, so okay. that side always kind of spoke to me, you know. But um, as far as the green industry, no. Um, how I really got started was um, my family. You know, growing up, we had seven acres, and we got a nice pole barn and stuff on that. And um, so they had, they bought a nice zero turn, you know, when I was 17 or so. You got to cut so, the grass, didn't you? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah so that's kind of how it started. You know, my dad said, I'll buy the zero turn, you know, if you make some money with it. Cause I, cause I always mowed the grass and yeah. I was trying to convince him, you know, so that's how that started. Well, that's pretty cool that you took it and turned it into something. And I mean, you got a comfortable motor ride on. It's better than push mowing right. or riding yeah. a traditional lawn tractor or something. Yeah, we blew up two lawn tractors, so I was finally convinced him it was time for a zero turn. Did y'all go commercial or did you say residential with that many um, acres? It was, uh, 
I guess you can consider high end residential. Those are yeah. Ferris turn sixty inch. So uh, oh yeah, that's definitely really high end. Tight. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. high end residential. Right. Yep. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So you said you went through college. We're kind of we're going to kind of ramble on today, guys, and just have a good conversation. Those are the uh, why I was asking me before, and and a lot of guests asked me this. They said, "Do you have anything you want to hit on specifically?" And I always say, "No." Uh, I, there's a few episodes we do specifically target things uh, like Christmas lights in the past and snow, but um, a lot of these interviews we just like sitting back and talking and kicking it because that's that's when the best the best value comes out is just in conversation with other like minded people. Uh, it's why we talk about networking and why it's so important. So uh, that's what we're gonna do today is just just stay tuned. I hope you're out there listening, whether you're mowing, whatever you're doing, feel like you're part of the conversation and just uh, hopefully we bring some value to you. So. As you were talking about going through college, um, did you go to college always? Did you were you always thinking you were going to start your own business? Did you want to take that business degree into a corporate world? Did you have a plan? Uh, I mean, I know you said you did it part time, but what kind of made you take the jump to go full time? Yeah, I. Uh, that's a good question. I didn't really plan on it at all. You know, after that first year going into my freshman year of college, um, I really only went to college to play baseball. To be honest with you, you know the whole uh, academic side never really interested me. I was yeah. more, you know, an athlete growing up and that was really the only reason I went to college. And then, you know, slowly I transitioned from, okay, you know, athletics is all I've ever known to, I got, you know, a little taste of the business world and just kind of fell in love with that. Probably my second year, you know, after my freshman year of college, start, you know, making a little more money and you're like, wow, this, you know, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it was probably that summer when I was uh, 19 or so where I kind of made the choice that I think this is what I want to do. Are you, are you a Yankees fan or a Mets fan? I'm a Yankees fan. Oh, all right. So it's sad to say the last couple of years, man. It's yeah. Been I guess you're not too happy about the, uh, the old Braves just taking home the world series then. Well, man, I'd rather have them than the uh, Astros. So Astros was- shouldn't be allowed to play baseball anymore. Right, for real. <laughs> they, they should not be allowed to play baseball anymore. But yeah, it, it, real time when we were recording this, we're, what, two weeks ago, the Braves, two, three weeks ago, Braves closed out the World Series, got a huge win. So we're we're from Central Alabama. We don't have any pro teams. So we always, yeah. we always flock to the Atlanta. We're Falcons and – uh, Braves fans and the Braves have kind of sucked it up the past few years. So I know uh, they turned it around quick. Yeah, glad glad to see them come out on top. But <clears throat> anyway, aside from baseball, in your business, what do y'all typically do day to day? What does y'all's day to day stuff look like? Yeah, um, we're we're mainly maintenance. Uh, we do a bunch of mowing. Um, our springs are pretty heavy and uh, light landscape, and we do a bunch of mulch. Um, really just really simple stuff. We hardly do any plantings, uh, really just our typical jobs, weed everything out, edge the beds, trim everything up nice and put in fresh mulch. We do a bunch of that, um, kind of intentionally. I know there's obviously a ton of other aspects that we could pretty easily venture into, but I don't know anything too well, to be honest. So I just kind of really tried to harp on that and become the most efficient we can in that aspect. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So sounds like you kind of took a few things and you just perfected them, and that's what y'all have really hit on uh, as as you've grown. So what does <clears throat> what does numbers look like uh, crew wise? You got one crew, multiple guys. How does that? How's your setup looking there? Yeah, um, crew wise, it fluctuates a little bit. Uh, this past summer, twenty twenty one, we had um, I was working in the field quite a bit in the spring. You know when we were doing heavy landscaping and stuff. So it was me, and then um, had three other full time guys, and then usually 
two part-time-ish per week, maybe just like 20-ish hours with the part-timers. Yeah. So you got you a good crew there. Uh, Do y'all ever split into two crews? Yeah. Yeah. We do quite a bit, actually. Um, uh, Let me think. So most of the year we were running um, a two-man mo crew and then a solo mo crew and then kind of like a a landscaping crew, if you would, which is basically me and like a part-timer usually. Yeah. So I'm, I, that, let's bring up a, a point here, and I kind of want to hit on this a minute. I, I have a genuine question. So I hear a lot of people say, and a lot of a lot of business models run solo crews. Uh, so you ran a, a two-man and a solo. So how does it work from the owner's aspect of, of one, keeping that employee, the one that you're sending out solo, uh, and, and two, does he get paid more money to run solo? How do you incentivize him to say, hey, you have to go cut these yards solo. You don't get to be on the two-man crew. And that, that right. might be a kind of a direct thing, but and, and hit on as much as you want to because, I don't know, I mean, they might be listening. You don't want to talk. You don't want to get too far into your business, but I'm just saying kind of hit on that for somebody out there who's maybe maybe they have three guys and they're trying to get that second crew started, and they they don't have enough to quite bring on a fourth to make two, two crews of two. They need to yep. send that one guy solo. How have you done that? Yeah, um, it, it's actually been really fluent. Um, so one of my three full-time guys, he went back to co- – he was a college kid. So he went back like uh, beginning of August. So then at that point, it was just me and two others. And we had – we had three work trucks. So we had one sitting because they were mowing together, and then I was mowing alone for a little while. Yeah. And I was just thinking, why don't we send, you know, each of us out individually since, we you know, we have three trucks, we got three mowers. So – we started doing all solo and no two man crews oh, wow. um, just for mowing. And that was awesome, man. Really? So yeah. Yeah. The efficiency there just did your, so your efficiency really went up splitting into yeah. three going, even though you're going, I know you're going three different directions, but you're down, you're down a guy on the crew. So, but your efficiency, you said it did become, you became more profitable at it. A lot, a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like I said, we were running a two man crew and then I was mowing too. And we had a truck just sitting. Yeah. And so I was mowing about, I don't know, like three days a week. So maybe say 20 to 25 hours. Mm-hmm. And um, the other two guys are doing like 45 hours a week. We cut me out of it and just sent them out solo. And they were getting everything done the same amount we were getting done before. And they're only working 40 hours a week. Hmm. So it's being so able to split into different places is what it sounds like. Yeah. Right. Are your right? Are your tout? Are your touts? Are your routes pretty tight? Are you you got some pretty good distance in between them? No, they are they are pretty tight. Um, <clears throat> there is like our biggest uh, contract is about thirty five minutes away, but it kind of warrants it. So like stuff like that, you know, you save an hour just in drive time yeah. on one stop, only sending one guy out there for sure. For sure, yeah, That's- it was really impressive. We saw like a. 35, 40% increase in our, the hourly rate we were getting off our guys. So as an owner, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. You make more money, you get more stuff done. Beautiful. As an employee, how did you, how do they keep their morale up? Because I'm just thinking if I'm the one, if I'm the one that's, that you, that I, you hire me on and I get hired onto a two man crew and then you say, Oh no, you're going solo now. I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm not gonna be happy that I have to take that workload on by myself. So did you like? Did they? Did you keep pretty good company like morale? And uh, did you incentivize them or some way or the other? Or did they just kind of buy in and they were okay with it? It didn't affect them. Yeah, that that's the weird thing, man. Because I had always kind of thought that way too. You know, everyone I talked to, like my parents, and my dad, he's like, man, they're not gonna like working alone. Yeah. 
and they actually love it, <clears throat> which is weird because we're all buddies too. Like we, we get along great. You know? Okay. Okay. So they're um, friends. They're not just random employees. No, no, no. Which okay. would make you think they want to be together more, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe because all through spring and half of summer, they were together every day. So then they might they need a break. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah it, it's gone really well. They honestly prefer it. That's cool. Well, that, well, it's also cool that, so you said they're full time. That's it. I think you can take that and say that really helps you because now if you ever want to grow multiple crews, you have three guys that can lead a crew, like, or two guys right. that go out by themselves that, and you, if you needed to, could go out and lead their own crew because they've been doing it solo. Is that, I mean, is that kind of right? Yeah, you're right on, dude. Cause you know how a two man crew or even three man crew goes, you show up to every property and everyone has their certain thing that they're, going to do so when they're solo they got to do everything and they learn you know all aspects of every property yeah yeah i coach basketball and that's kind of you can you can kind of compare it to that because it's like running one position on the floor you got to learn how to row every position you can't just run if in an offensive set you got to know where to be in every position even though if you're a guard Perfect. if you're six foot tall you might be playing down low so you got to learn to row, run the post position as well so it's cool that I guess that is a good thing by sending them out solo that they do get that experience of running everything. Um, yeah. what, what kind of setups are you running? Are they pulling trailers? Are you running ramp racks? How are you doing that? Nope. Um, all trailers because we're, we're mainly, mowing mainly bigger properties. So okay. Okay. we only have, uh, we have, I'll have 61 inch decks. We don't have any push mowers and nothing. No so no decks. gates, no nothing like that then. Nope. That's awesome. Nope. That's a good business model right there. You, you so do you, would you even take those clients on or are you saying no to those? No, no, we said no. Um two years ago we got rid of a couple that we needed to push mo and yeah, ever since then. And that that's another thing. The guys tell me we're not doing that, you yeah. know. So Yeah. Wh- who am I to say, you know, you're going to go push mo this when the other guy doesn't have to, you know? Yeah, so. yeah exactly. That is true. That is, that's a very good point. Um, when yep. I'm, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. So is everything weekly for y'all up there? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. All weekly. Okay, <clears throat> cool, cool. So have you Especially been this year? I mean, last did y'all year, have the amount of rain that we had. Yeah. Yeah. We had a ton of rain, so we were cutting every week and it's been insane. You know, having to weed whack everything every week. So there was no breaks this year. So, uh, let's talk equipment for a minute. So you're saying you run trailers. Uh, how many do you run? Uh, well, like 12 foot, 14, 16, something like that for the solo, um, when you're solo like that. Yeah, I got one sixteen, and that's what we were running with the two man crew, obviously with yeah. two zero turns. Then we have a 12 foot utility and then a dump trailer also. So when I needed to mow sometimes I would just throw a mower in the dump trailer yeah. with the ramps, which obviously isn't ideal, but it, it's really not too bad. Yeah, I mean it's a, it it does the job as you work with what you got, especially yeah. um, in that case when you need to split and go different ways. But so <clears throat> trailers like that is what you're running, sixteen, eighteen foot. Um, as far as mowers, I heard on Brian, you were on Brian's podcast not too long ago. What was that? Earlier, spring maybe was it? Yeah, yeah, it was around May or so, something like that. So I heard you saying that you run Ferris, and that's actually pretty cool because we actually have Ferris around us. Um, we don't, not, I don't see too many people running it, but I do see it being ran. Uh, what do you, what do you think about those mowers? I've seen good and bad. Uh, do you know Zach Wildy from Wildy? In Wildy? Um, I know of him. I actually okay. he won some sort of raffle at LAL last weekend, so I'd heard of him. Then. Yeah, he won the snowplow, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. He literally won the snowplow. I was, he, I saw you post that. I was like, that's insane. Because I was just having dinner at GIE with Brian, and he was like, yeah, this is like, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to use this in my business. He said, because he won it from Troy Clog, and he was like, man, right. I actually needed this. Uh, I'm going to use it. But I think with his truck problems, he's given it. He he's not going to have a truck. So when I saw Zach's story, I was like, what? When when did Brian decide to give it away? Yeah, but that's crazy that he won that. But anyway, he runs Ferris. I've seen him run Ferris. Uh, Multiple times, and he's had good and bad. I've seen uh, good and bad problems. So, what is your take on him, especially uh, on the bigger love- properties that you're mowing? Yeah, we love him. Um, like I said, that first mower um, that my dad bought that was a Ferris, and then ever since then, we've just you know kind of upgraded within their brand. So that was kind of like I said, high end residential, and now you know we're into their strictly commercial stuff on the higher end. Do you still have that mower? No, we. Uh, I think we sold it prior to last season really so yeah that, that was kind of bittersweet you know it's like your first car so. did it have an hour meter i know some of the residentials don't have it yeah it did it was uh i think it was like 980 almost a thousand man that's, yep, yeah that's crazy it's yep. cool looking back on the things that got you started though it's like sentimental yeah. yeah it is it's like watching a kid grow up you know people always say having a business is like having a kid and that's you know it's just memories like that that's really Wow, that's actually a really good analogy. I've never heard that before, but it's kind of uh, it, it, that. That's really true because, like, those three to five years is such a crucial point in your business, and it is yeah. for a kid too. You learn so much in that three to five those toddler uh, years. That's that, right. so, that's pretty good because your business and if years three to five, I guess it's like a toddler. That's I guess you could say that's what stage your business is in. Yeah, you really you know mold who they're going to be growing up in those first few years. Yeah. Well, I can't take credit for that either. Corey Ballard said that in his LAL speech. He oh, said, really? Because he was talking about how he just sold Perfect Cut. Yeah, I didn't even like, know that either. So much happened. I missed I missed LAL yeah. and I was mad about it, but I couldn't get yeah. stuff changed. And, and I, I saw talking about it. <laughs> no, no, I want to hear about it. I want everybody else out there to hear about it. We might hit on that in a minute. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he was like in his podcast. I don't even. I don't. I was listening to somebody, and they were like, "Yeah, he just sold Perfect Cut." I was like, "What? What did he sell Perfect Cut? That's insane!" Oh yeah, he, he just kind of snuck it in real quick, and I was like, "Whoa, that's, <laughs> that's crazy." Well, he might be taking a nice trip to Jamaica or something sometime soon with that with yeah, that payout. He deserves it. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, back to the the toddler business. So he, you said he said that. That's really good though. Uh, it, what? So what are you? So what does that mean? You're six years in. Is that is that about right? Six or yep. seven? Yeah, this is our sixth season. We're finishing up. So let's talk business for a minute. That's what this podcast is about: is entrepreneurship. Uh, all this other stuff is cool, but let's let's hit on that for a minute. You are coming out of that toddler stage. You're out. You're out of that five year mark. In between the five and ten, you're still in a crucial point. I mean, until you get to that ten year mark, uh, when once you get to ten years, it's not to say a business won't fail. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know. I've only been in business for four years now, but I'm still a newbie in it. But from everything that I've read and studied and heard, once you get to that 10-year mark, it's, it's a totally different story. You've got 10 years of client relations and contacts, sure. and it's a much easier to maintain a business and work. You're in that, you just come out of that three to five toddler stage, you're in your six. What are you looking to do over the next five years to maintain your business and grow it? And, and what are some things that you've learned the last five years, last six years that has helped you get to this point? Oof, that's a loaded question. It is. It is. It is. It, uh, it just hit on whatever you want to. You don't have to hit. I mean, just whatever you feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. No, it, it's been awesome. It's been the most frustrating, you know, rewarding part of my life. And, you know, 
beyond playing college athletics, it, it, it's exceeded all of that. Um, yeah. Um, looking forward, we're definitely gonna, I want to grow slowly. That that's really been my main focus. Um, even locally, I've seen a lot of companies grow up really fast and, you know, it's almost like they're trying to, uh, hopscotch that toddler stage and just, you know, catapult to year six or somewhat like that. And that can really and, bite you in the butt. Right. Yeah. And, and it's happened. I've seen it happen more so this year than ever. So that's really just kind of been, you know, more warning flags to me to just, you know, take it slow. And even though you see all this business strictly just from companies going out of business, honestly, around us, but you really just got to, you know, stay within your limits and grow how you can. So you were saying earlier you had the contract 30 minutes away. Do you do more commercial or more residential or a mix? Um, I think pretty good revenue mix. wise, we're, we're probably 60% residential, 40 commercial. So that's a pretty good bit of commercial then. Uh, you're yeah, good, yeah, decent. That that's that's pretty cool that you've split it. I mean, that's almost that's pretty good. That's really good, uh, half and half almost right there. What have you learned in the commercial world as opposed to the residential world? Of like, one, what it takes to get into commercial work and, and building the right connections, finding the right people. Uh, how have you made those connections? Has it been networking groups? Has it been uh, referral, word of mouth? Has it been advertising? How have you grown into that space? Yeah, well, you said it, man. The commercial side, it, it's all connections and who you know from what I've seen. Um, most of our commercial stuff is smaller commercial stuff. Um, we do have one, you know, fairly big commercial site, but it, it's really just connections, you know, people knowing you, you knowing people. And that's honestly, I know a lot of people warn against it, um, but that's why I named my business after my own name because, you know, my family's growing up here. My dad's family's growing up here, his parents, and, you know, they've kind of built a good name. So I kind of took that and ran with it. And so it's really just about keeping your reputation that you already have. And um, yes, a lot of our commercial stuff has been just reputation based locally and stuff like that. That is actually a really good point on your name. Cause I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I thought the same thing when I heard your name, I was like, well, that's kind of put his name in there. It's going to be hard to get out from under when he sells it. But yeah. like you're saying, if you're in a smaller town, even if it's not a smaller town, it could be a, a medium to large size town. But if your name, your family name and the, the, uh, what the, I can't think of the word, but your, your heritage has been there. Uh, yep. people, you've grown up there. If your name's out there, it might really benefit you to have your name in, in your business. Yeah. yeah, it can. You know, if, if my dad and my grandpa were a bunch of screw offs. I probably wouldn't have done it, you know, yeah, but yeah, it could hurt. It could help you yeah. and hurt you depending on what kind of uh, reputation right. you have. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it's a double edged sword because on the other side, I have to be very conscious of, you know, how I carry myself because I have three uncles in town, you know, so it, it really kind of holds you accountable as a whole. Yeah. 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 That, that's cool. That's how I try to look at it. But man, that is that's a really good point. If you're if everybody if you're out there thinking of starting or something, you starting your name. I would I would consider that actually because if I'm in your local community and I know your family name, I know your uncle, and I'm looking for landscapers, and then I say and I see Growing Green Landscapes or Wyatt uh, Lawn Maintenance, I'm gonna think, well, let's go with Wyatt. I know his name. I know his family. I'm gonna call them first. So that's actually really good if your family's out there, and that's not it's not the case for everybody. Uh, I'm right. kind of the same way as you. Like my my dad, he was just he was in the community as we grew up. Everybody knew who he was. So when they heard my last name, everybody knew who we were. 
uh, and everybody's not that way. So I would take it and uh, I would really weigh the options, the good and the bad of how how popular is your name before you put right. it in there because it is now it is going to be hard for you to sell it one day unless you one of you have a family member take it over. But if you're trying to just outright sell it, that's going will cause some issues down the road. Definitely, yeah. And if I if I went into it, you know, with kind of a very uh, corporate mindset of build something to sell, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I don't have any plans to sell anyways at this, you know, young age at least. So yeah, yeah it wasn't really a second thought at that point. Hey, the, the, the model that it sounds like you're building is get it to where you can, you don't have to be in the field every day, but you're still making money and you, you can be a good CEO and owner and, right, and yeah. grow it. So what are your goals for growing the company over the next years? Um, we're actually in the process now. We just kind of finalized it for hiring a, a third guy right now who will plow with us through the winter. And he's got a bunch of experience, about 30 years. Um, oh, wow. That's a big yeah. hire. Yeah. Yeah. So we're real excited about that because he obviously has a lot of experience and stuff that we haven't really dipped our toes into necessarily. So I'm looking forward to that and growing. Like I said before, I, I just have never been too knowledgeable about stuff outside of maintenance. So I didn't want to get into it, but this kind of opens that door just a little bit. That is really cool. I mean, it bring on the right personnel and they can really excel your business to the next level. Right. Yep. That that's awesome. Well, how are, I mean, you want to like scale or you want to turn it into a perfect cut or are you thinking, or do you even know yet? Are you thought that far down the road? Yeah. I mean, I, I have thought about it probably, you know, somewhat naively just being so young, but I don't, I don't want to grow infinitely. I, I do kind of have a, you know, like a road, not a roadblock, uh, just like a goal in mind, you road know, kind of which way. Which yeah. Way roadmap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do want to keep growing, but like I said, slowly, and I'm, I'm not just looking for infinite growth, infinite amounts of money. You know, uh, I want to grow controlled and be able to keep my hands on it when, and if I need to, but like you said, not be in the field every day. Yeah. Yeah. How have you grown? What, so how many clients are you looking at right now? If you don't want me asking. Um, our, our client base is about, 300 people. Oh, wow. But, um, wow. That, that's, be- that's between everything. Um, weekly mowing, we're right around 100, 110. Um, okay. And then obviously, you know, there's another group that kind of overlaps with plowing and landscaping and stuff yeah. like that. So that gets us around 300. That's awesome. That is, that is awesome. So how have you grown? I guess, so your family name is obviously out there. People know who you are. Have you grown word of mouth? Have you grown about marketing uh, in over six years, you've gotten 300 connections. So how's that happened? Um, a lot of it's been word of mouth. I haven't really gotten into any sort of, um, you know, social media marketing. I'm obviously trying to have just a little bit of, you know, presence on social media, but yeah. nothing crazy. And I, I haven't really marketed that way. Um, we bought a small company last spring, so that helped a little bit. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's been word of mouth, slow growth. Um, yeah, we, we, we won a couple like um, best in our area type awards, and I think that's helped a little bit. Um, we did that twice last couple of years, so just a little bit of everything really, but mostly just kind of natural organic stuff. That's awesome. I love hearing, and, and I don't think there's a good or a bad or a right or a wrong to marketing because I, I hear so many people say word of mouth. Personally, in my business, it's been word of mouth that has grown me, and I, other, I hear other people say, postcards, marketing, I hit it hard and that's yep. how I've grown. So I think everybody's got a different way to do it. There's not a yep. right or wrong answer. So I like hearing how everybody's done it. Well, 
One more thing to kind of transition to here. The you said you brought up snow, and that's one thing I did want to talk about because uh, I I really don't I don't know much about snow. We don't get any snow down here, so I like bringing on people who know about snow and uh, are successful in plowing. So you say you plow, you bring it on a guy that knows how to. Uh, what does your snow game look like as we head into winter here? Yeah, um, we're gonna have we're gonna have three full time trucks going. Um, my three work trucks, and then this fourth guy who I was talking about. Um, he actually has his own truck, so he'll probably just kind of sub with us through the winter. He has his own, um, you know, F-350 and plow, so he'll just kind of alleviate some of the pressure on us. Um, so we'll probably have between three and four trucks going all winter. Yeah. So how did you get into snow? Did you, uh, I mean, did you do it from the get-go? Did you kind of just transition into it? How did you get started at it? Um, that was a few years ago when I was, you know, would be home on winter breaks from college. I would, uh, one year I subbed for a local company, um, when I just had one plow truck, uh, the next year, which was two years ago, um, I got a decent sized commercial lot. That's actually right across the street from my house. I just got that one contract. Then last year being our first full-time year, we got into it. Um, just me and another guy. That's sweet. So, uh, you can just about anybody can go get a mower and a weed eater and a blower and grow a successful lawn, lawn care company. If, if you have a decent head on your shoulders, you can figure it out. One yeah. thing that I've heard is you can lose your butt in snow as fast as anything. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can really, really mess up. Um, what are, what are some, what is some advice that you maybe could give to someone who's thinking about getting into snow? Uh, what, what are some things that you would say the right steps to take in the beginning um, that to help them succeed at it? Uh, one thing I kind of followed from the beginning was if, if you got to finance any sort of snow equipment, you probably shouldn't be in it because you can't afford to lose it. Mm. Um, so we've always kind of followed that. Anything, you know, I'm not against that in any way. We've used it, yeah. but anything with snow, I feel like if you got to finance it, you probably shouldn't get into it. Because if you got to go finance a new plow or something for ten thousand, if you don't get snow, I mean, can you still make the payment? Yeah, yeah. And if you can, then why are you financing a plow? Because they're typically not zero percent. Like yeah, mower. I've heard they're like really, they're really high. Yep. Yeah. And I was actually, um, when we put a plow on our third truck, um, a few weeks ago, I was planning the whole time on buying a new plow and they told me it would be at least the middle of December before we got it in, which to me means January. So yeah. Yeah. Don't ever take them by their word. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you just, you just gotta be careful. You can't, you gotta have equipment on hand. So we've just bought everything slightly used and it's it's worked out for us so far in the snow game that's cool so how many clients are you servicing in the snow world um i think right now we're, we're still taking on some stragglers i think right now we're around 70 clients okay okay yeah I mean, that's a lot that's a lot to keep busy i mean because are you i mean you're up in new york you're upstate are you pretty much guaranteed snow every year yeah yeah we are i mean so you you know you're gonna get it you know you're gonna be plowing yep but like I said, people, I think, get into it just, um, you know, banking on getting a lot of snow. And I really don't think that's the way to do it. Um, yeah. You know, we try to get a pretty good mix of prepaid contracts and then per trip. Yeah. I, I think people have mentioned on your podcast before, but yeah. Yeah, Bell was talking about that not too long ago. He was yep, talking about yeah, per yeah. push and stuff. Right. Don't go into it just banking on a lot of snow and the per trip stuff. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, man, it's been, we're sitting at 30 minutes here. It's been a really fun show. Do you have anything else you want to hit on and leave anybody with today? 
Oh, man. You got six years under your belt. I know you got some good advice sitting in there. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a slow process. Um, I think I said this on Brian's podcast, too, so I got to think of something new. But um, That was a long time I, ago. I think, Refresh everybody's memory. Yeah. I, I think if I knew, you know, six years ago, if I wouldn't get any, you know, sort of real traction for four or five years, I wouldn't have done it. Um, so sometimes ignorance is bliss, I guess. Yeah. You really just gotta, you know, put one foot in front of the other and keep, keep pushing. It's, it's not a overnight success type of business. Um, like Caleb Bowman says, you're overnight success 10 or 20 years later. And yeah. I think people really got to realize that I think there's a ton of people who probably give up at it just cause they're looking for quick success. And, it's not the business that it happens in. And I and I love that you say that because that kind of goes hand in hand with why we do this podcast is because you look it's easy to get discouraged when you look at the Brian's lawn maintenances, the Caleb and uh, the almond landscapes, the uh, I mean who else is there? the Mitchell's lawn care, the the ones that have been in it for 10, 10 plus years and you're like, Man, they have it all figured out. Like how do they get to that point? They have plenty of customers. They have plenty of money. They like they they work, but they have it figured. Their business is good. It's easy to get defeated, and you, it's like you're saying you have to realize you're seeing them ten years past, fifteen years. Brian's almost twenty years past when he started, and you right. got to realize that it, you don't get there overnight. And mm-hmm. it, and and it's easy to get discouraged by watching them and be like, man, I just want to be like them. I want to be like them. That's why we're here. We're here to say, look, hey. Buddy, I'm right there with you. I'm four years in. We're still figuring it out. You're six years in. Okay, we're all there's there's a huge group of us out there that are still growing and are still getting to that big ten year mark and figuring out our businesses and how to be profitable. So it's like you're saying, it's not an overnight success. You know, you need to know going into it that you're going to have to work for it, and it's going to be slowly but surely just steady growth. Right. Yeah, and I think that's why it's awesome. I I really like what you're doing is because you're starting not at the beginning, but close to, and you're, you're documenting it from the beginning. I think that helps a lot of guys, you know, who are in our position or similar, get more of a real, you know, introspect on what really goes on. Exactly. Because it's not, man, I I owe so much to Brian and Caleb and Paul and all these guys that, that put out so much content and tell us what not to do and make these mistakes. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, they, it's, they've been doing it. They figured it out five, ten years ago, okay, they they're, they figured it out. And, and for Brian, maybe not. Maybe he's, what, three, four years. He's had a good business here. He's been, He kind of struggled for a while, and then he finally got his numbers right. But they have so much knowledge to say what not to do. They can say, do not do this. We Look, we figured it out. We know what to do. Don't do that. That's awesome. But I do. it's like you're saying, I want to be the guy that kind of connects with you and say, look, we're still in the same stage. Like, I'm still here right. with you. Uh, and, and I love that it resonates with you, so hopefully it resonates with you out there listening as well. Uh, and everybody involved, and it's not—it's not a knock at any of them. Please do not take it that way. If any of y'all are listening, uh, Paul, Brian, Caleb, whoever it is listening, I, man, I owe so much to them. We all do. Anybody that's in this, anybody that's listening to this podcast, I guarantee you listens to all of those. We all owe them stuff because they give out so much knowledge and so much great content. Uh, it's like you're saying—you just went to LAL. You got so much out of that. Hit on that real quick. I, we almost forgot about it. Give us a yeah. little debrief of how how that event went because I, I I hate I missed it. I had FOMO watching on Instagram, seeing everybody there. Yeah. Well, I just want to say I completely agree with you. I would 100% be at least a year, maybe two behind where I am if it wasn't for those guys listening to them all the time, too. Absolutely. Um, I I wouldn't have sent out my rate increase letters this year if it wasn't for them. Like, my rights would still be what they were last year. Uh, Yeah. So, they have propelled my business. But go ahead. Yeah. um, LAL was awesome. This was my first year going. 
um the, the speakers were just awesome it, it was really i would say more kind of motivational uh self-growth based rather than the x's and o's of business yeah. which i was totally cool with because everybody you know, needs that at some point yeah I, I go to those things kind of looking for more of a refresher and not you know diving into numbers every day like you know i am at home but um I, I was texting my girlfriend and my family like i was just shitting, sitting at the table shaking because i was just so fired up you know really? just listening to the people yeah it was awesome did you have a good group around you who who'd you get to sit with and network with while you were there um yeah it was a good group i, I can't remember any of the names but okay. um a couple people from indiana actually which was pretty random they yeah. were actually like a half hour away from each other and they didn't even know it really um, that's funny yeah then a guy from uh i think toronto and that was interesting because he was saying how they I'm only he got there up. what was that i'm shocked he got there i didn't think people were gonna i thought canada was still in lockdown yeah brian actually uh mentioned on stage he was a family who needed to pay a hundred dollars each for a covid test to get back into canada it's going to cost him like five hundred dollars just to get back in that's insane uh, yeah, so you know that. that that was a you know show of uh, appreciation for him. You know, yeah. that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm so glad that it was a great event. I hate that I missed it. Uh, I, I want to get some other guys on here that that went to the event as well and kind of talk about it. What was your biggest takeaway? Um, I, th- I think I think my biggest one was the power of setting goals and really just you know hammering in on a few little things yeah. and whether it be, you know, writing them down, like everyone talks about. And it, it's really just focusing on something once you get it set. Um, it was like my, my brain just tends to race, you know, about a hundred different subjects and really, really just hammering down on a couple things to implement and focus on. I think that was my biggest takeaway. I hear you. I hear you. that's really good information and good. Uh, that, that hits on to me because goals is such a huge thing. I'm still working on it in my business. Uh, but everybody out there should be should be writing them down and following them and, and dreaming because we yep. all we all got end goals and a place we want to be in in years to come. But man, if you don't have anything else, I you got anything else? Anything you want to leave me with? No, I think I'm good. All right. Well, I have one final question, and if you listen to the show, you might know it. If not, you, you don't. What is your why? I always love finding out this out from my from my uh, people that are on the show. I was ready for it, dude. There you go. <laughs> My, my why is just freedom. Um, it's the freedom to decide what I do with my time, the freedom to decide how much money I make, you know, the life I can provide for my family, my future family, my girlfriend, my dog. Um, you know, even just it's little stuff, just like being able to go home and let your puppy out, yep. you know, yep. midday. You know, if you were working a nine to five, that's not something you can do. It's just all the freedom I really appreciate. And I've actually never been employed by anyone, so the there's no boat, going man. back now. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're in the same boat, and that's it. And it's so cool that you say that because it is little things like that. It's like we just got a puppy as well. I mean, you probably you might hear him in the background; he's out there chewing on something. But uh, it's being able to even take him to work with you if you want to. If you work yep. at a nine to five corporate job, you ain't taking him into the office with you. Uh, we I take my two year old golden retriever. She rides with the truck me every day. Everybody, all my customers know who she is because she's there and she's she's enjoying it. So, it, I love freedom. Freedom is a good answer because uh, I love hearing everybody's answers. All of them are different. Freedom is one I hadn't heard before, and that's I love it. I love it. So, where can we find you, man, on social media? Oh man, I got to double check. Uh, my Instagram is I think it's just 
Yeah, it's just Wyatt Conklin, lawn maintenance, no spaces, um, no underscores or anything. And um, I think it's the same on Facebook. Uh, I'm really just on those two. Yeah. Um, I really, I God bless the guys that do the YouTube and all that stuff. It's I love insane. it. I appreciate all the content, but I man, I don't know if I could ever do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I dabbled in YouTube about a year ago, and I never really, I never really did anything with it. I got lazy, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot yeah, of work. Exactly. Yep. It's a lot of work to do it. Well, man, I super appreciate your time tonight. We're doing this late night tonight, and uh, took us a while to get it set up. Uh, it's just a busy time of year for everybody. That's we're trying to get guest interviews on, but just right now, everybody's swamped with leaf cleanups. It's hard to get scheduled online. I'm coaching basketball, so my nights are taken most of the time. Uh, but I really appreciate you coming on, and we hope to pre- keep bringing out good content to you guys. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Uh, if you did, would you leave those ratings and reviews? Help us uh, grow to the community. Uh, I would like to be at 100 uh, here by the end of the year. That's a big goal. Uh, you, like, you say setting goals. That's a big goal, getting to 100. I think we're at 30 right now. So uh, we'd have to get, um, what, 35 in the next month and a half? Uh, 35. Uh, we'd have to get 70. I'm trying to split it up there. But 70 in the next month and a half. So uh, it, it, my math isn't too good. But 70 next month and a half, that would be a huge thing if we would made that happen. Uh, I, I don't see it happening, but hey, it's a goal to set. I'm going to dream for it, and hopefully we'll get there. So uh, I did hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoy all the ones, the future ones coming up. And just, again, uh, thank you for coming on tonight, man. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate it. And like I said, I, I really admire what you're doing. I think it's awesome, you know, being so young and getting into it and not being afraid of, you know, going up with all the other guys that are so established and have been at it so long. It's It's a great perspective. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. It's the feedback like that that keeps me going because uh, there are times when I get discouraged, and there's times that it's, it's, that it is uh, harder than others to get on to get on here and record stuff. And it's it's kind of when we're not growing the way we need to be or wh- I want to be, it is hard. But that that's stuff like that is what keeps me coming out. And I love when all you guys shoot me uh, messages on Instagram. Uh, you can shoot me emails and stuff. If you ever want to talk about things? And it, uh, I just love networking. I love feeding off anybody. And if I can if I can give one piece of advice to somebody out there, something that I've learned. Uh, that I can give back to the community. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to just help everybody and help us grow together uh, one relationship at a time. So thanks for tuning in to the show today. Again, thanks for your time tonight, man. And I hope we can catch up with all of y'all here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.